Hi, and welcome back to the Stuff I Like podcast with me, Sherry. So today I wanted to talk about parents not treating their children equally in terms of financial gifts and considerations. Now, let me preface this with saying that if you have a kid with special needs, of course you're not going to treat them equally, okay? It's nonsense. A kid with special needs needs more. That's it, period. I'm not talking about those kids. I'm talking about perfectly, you know, equal kids who don't have special needs that are being treated unfairly for one reason or another. In a lot of the cases that I hear, have in my personal life, hear through friends and read online and people I follow and so on, it all seems to have very toxic patriarchal roots because it's always the women who are getting screwed in all of this. As an example, there's a woman that my family knew who had three other brothers, okay? And her Italian family, the mother, gave away six houses to each to each of the brothers and the daughter got absolutely nothing. She was so furious. And when she went to go ask the mother, how come in the will you're saying that the boys get two houses each in Toronto, no less, and I don't get anything at all. The mother was like, well, it's because you're a girl. Girls don't inherit anything. Again, patriarchy. And this is not uncommon. I mean, this is something that happens not just in Italy, in Asia, in basically almost all the cultures that you can think of. It's all so patriarchal that girls are not considered at all to be inheritors of anything because in the past, girls were not considered as people, as persons, right? So they would basically be, quote unquote, sold as a bride to the husband and that's why we had to give dowries because it was like oh you're taking on the burden of my daughter and taking care of her because she's not an income generator or producer so I have to give you money to take her off my hands that's basically what the dowry was in some other cultures you have to pay to get the girl but again the girl is being treated like an object like something to be bartered and traded like an animal okay And this is something that I see quite often across all sorts of cultures, even in North America. Maybe we don't trade girls for cows and goats anymore, but we do trade them in a way that is subtly very toxic, you know? Well, at least that didn't happen in the indigenous cultures. That's true. The first peoples didn't do this. Actually, did they or didn't they? I'm trying to think now. I think it depends on the the culture and the tribe. Don't quote us on that. We'll have to Google it and get back to you. But I think Little Bun is right. In some cultures, it didn't happen. And I think there's a culture or a city in India where this did not happen because it was more matriarchal. So societies that were more matriarchal, I think, did not have this as an issue because it was women running it. And they weren't like, oh, I'm going to go trade my granddaughter for a handful of beans. You know what I mean? So because women were not considered inheritors of estate, and even in our society today, it wasn't until very recently that women were allowed to get credit cards without the permission of their husband. Women have always been under the thumb of a man. Either it was your father, then it was your husband, which was your only way to escape your household if you didn't like your father. (laughs) If not, it was an uncle, an older brother, and even a son, just because he was a man and you were not. Uh, what if it was a newborn? Oh, that's a good question. 
maybe a newborn no, you would have maybe another guardian instead, such as a cousin or any any distant male relative was somebody that could control you when you were a woman in the past until maybe your son was of age and then your son would control you. Oh my God, it means that little bun would control me if I was a woman in the past? Oh my God, no, absolutely not. But I would be really nice to you, mommy. You would treat me really well? Yes. Okay, well, I guess maybe with you, okay, but I gotta tell you, there are some stories I've read of sons mistreating their mothers as they got older, so... I guess it wouldn't happen in our case. But back to my modern day situation, okay? There's another story I heard of a girl that buys things for her parents where her brother stays at home and basically mooches off her parents. And he keeps saying that he lives and pays rent to them, but he's paying rent at 50% of what the market rate would have been. But he says it's market rate because that's what my parents are asking for. And she's like, oh my God, market rate is not just what your parents are asking for. Market rate is what the average rate would be. He's like, no, no, no. So this guy, of course, lean fired, <laughs> lean fired, air quotes, and stopped working because he basically moved out back home with his parents. He pays them below market rate for rent. He mooches off them for food, for lodging. The parents clean the house for them, take care of their kids for free. And they don't see anything wrong with this because their culture is one that really takes care of their children, even after they're grown, which is fine. But it doesn't account for the fact of children taking advantage of them. So the son's wife also works, but all the money is 100% for her. She doesn't pay for anything in the house. They don't contribute to anything. And whenever something happens, like the son happens to buy something for the parents that's like a cheap you know, item, the parents are like, oh my God, look what he bought for me. How great is he as a son? And the daughter's like, oh my God, you know, he, he bought you a trinket. He's been mooching off you for years. And I don't live with you. And yet I give you money. I buy you things. And you don't say anything to me. And it's really frustrating when I hear these stories because I think, oh my God, I would totally lose it. Now, before you say anything, some of you may know that I do give a lot of money to my parents in terms of buying them their AC, a new stove. We're going to buy them a new fridge and a new dishwasher when I go back next. We also repaid for their roof to be done. I mean, there's a lot of things that I do for my parents, financially speaking. However, I think it's pretty fair because my siblings are there physically and they go every winter, every weekend to help them shovel their snow. They drive them places. They take care of them. They help them research things. I try and take as much as I can in terms of research onto my shoulders because that's something that I can do remotely. And all I can do is give money at this point, but they give their time and their effort and their, their lives. So I think that that has a price and I think it's pretty fair that they're always there taking care of my parents and I'm taking care of our parents financially or at least trying to help them financially, even though they don't really need any help. They just really suck at managing their money. Oh my God, remember how hard it was for me to convince my grandmother just to buy a new stove? Yeah, it was actually really hard. And little Bun actually on the way up made a whole strategy of how he would convince my mother to let us buy her a new stove. She kept saying, this stove is perfectly fine. It cooks perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with the stove. It still works. 
And my partner was in the other side of this whole thing, whispering to me, it doesn't work. Whenever I bake bread in her oven, it never cooks evenly. It burns on one side and it doesn't cook on the other. And then when you're cooking on the stovetop, it never cooks evenly either. So it burns on one side of the pot, but never the other. He's like, it's definitely time for them to get a new stove. It's been over 30 years. They need a new stove. It's also been 40 years and they've never cleaned it. I know. They really suck at housekeeping as well. That's another thing. They don't take care of their things because my dad is super lazy. But also my mom is super tired and she just doesn't think about cleaning things like a stove or a fridge because she never owned that stuff when she was growing up. She didn't have anything. She doesn't even know what you're supposed to do to maintain any of this. And as a result, I also suck at housekeeping, but I'm trying to learn now with the help of my partner. (laughs) Anyway, back to the whole injustice of being a girl in today's society. Another story that I have is a girl that I know where her parents purchased the dentist and doctor practices for her brothers and bought her brothers and their wives brand new cars. They weren't expensive cars. It was just like Toyotas or something like that back then, not, you know, the luxury cars. But still, they bought them each two cars, one for each of them, and she got absolutely nothing. She had to go and buy a cheap secondhand car just to get to office, the office and back. Her parents never gave her any money for the down payments. They never bought her anything. And they just kept telling her, well, it's because you're a girl. That's why you don't get anything. Your boys, the boys or the brothers need to be established. But you, you don't get anything because you're a girl. You don't need to be established. That was their reasoning. Can you believe this? So now what to do with all of this injustice, which I'm sure you have lots of stories on as well. Personally, my philosophy is if you can't afford to give to one child, don't give to the other ones. If one child is asking for $5,000 and you have three kids, you'll have to fork over 15,000, 5,000 for one, 5,000 for the other, 5,000 for the other. That's what I think is the most fair way of looking at things because then nobody feels weird or resentful that somebody else is getting more money. As an example, there's another story I know of a girl that got something like almost 400K from her parents for a down payment on her home. And her sister that went to go buy a home for herself basically did not get anything from her parents because her parents gave all the money to the first one. I mean, honestly, 400,000, you could have easily split that into two. And you could have said, listen, I'm only giving you 200K and your sister's getting to 200K. If I have to give you 300K, then your sister has to get 300K. Otherwise, it's just not fair. And I think even without the house coming into play here, if you're going to give an insane amount of money to somebody, one of your kids for anything, for a wedding, for a house, for whatever it is, you should gift exactly the same amount at the same time to the other sibling because it's not fair that one sibling decides to get married and the other one doesn't because a life event doesn't mean that you always get the money. It should be whenever you give out cash gifts for whatever reason, no matter what happens, they need it for a house, a wedding, a car, whatever, all the other kids should get the equal amount of treatment so that when they actually look back at it, they think, oh, you know what? That was actually pretty fair. Mom had $90,000. She didn't give it all 90 grand, you know, to a kid for their wedding. She said 30,000 for you and you other two, even though you're not getting married, you're going to get the same amount of money at the same time. And just one of them will use it for their life event. 
But the other two of you, I've already given you that money. So if you decide then in the next few years to get married, that's the money because I don't have anything else to give you. I feel like that's super fair. I feel like parents don't see that if you don't do that, you're just creating resentment and bad blood between siblings because they think, oh, you're being treated so much more you know, favorably than I am because you're mom or dad's favorite, you know? And it just causes trouble in the family when it doesn't need to have any trouble at all. If you take a step back as a parent and look fairly at what's going on, then you would see that it doesn't feel good if you put yourself in their shoes, right? Of course, you can avoid all of this and just have one kid, which is what we did. We just have one kid and actually my partner was joking and that's not the reason why we only had one kid but my partner was joking when we decided that we would just have one kid he said well at least little bun will always be our favorite child <laughs> of both of us because he grew up not being the favorite everybody else was the favorite of either parent but he was not the favorite of any of them and he still carries that trauma to this day of not being a child favorite of any, either one of his parents which is kind of sad for me because I was the favorite of both of my parents. So I guess I can see how that feels. But little bun being an only bun means that he is always and forever going to be both of our favorites. <laughs> and he will get everything. So anything we give him, yeah, we don't need to give it to anybody else. We just keep giving him everything. In fact, he should be renamed Lucky Bun, honestly. I wish I were a lucky bun, but I'm not. I guess I'm the one building generational wealth here. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, you're super lucky. You have no idea how lucky you are to have me as your mummy. Do you? Do you have any idea? Yes. <laughs> but I'm also really lucky to have you as my son. I have to say that you are the son that I've always wanted. So that's great. But what do you think? Do you think that parents should gift their kids money equally? And... The only exception I see to this is if you are a sibling and you already have lots of money and you're super well established because you're older or whatever it is, and your parents say, hey, I'm going to give you $50,000 for your house. And you say, you know what? No, keep that money and give it to my siblings. At least you're the one making the choice. You're the one telling them, no, I don't need the money. Thank you very much. But that $50,000, I think it would be better if you split it in half and gave it to each of my siblings instead so that they have money for their homes because they're younger, they're not as established, they're not making as much money. And I think it's more fair that way to give them that wealth. I think that that's the exception, is when you get to decide as a sibling to give that money to your lesser fortunate siblings or lesser established siblings. Then I think it's super fair because then it's not the parents making the decision, it's you making it. And I think that's something that's really missing with parents is that they're not treating their children like adult children or really just adults and getting their advice, listening to them and really seeing that they can give them good advice because they just don't trust them. They see them as children. So the parents are like, oh, I know best, but really you don't. In a lot of cases, you can't see beyond your blinders for your children that you're favoring one over another, right? Or that circumstances led you to favor one over another, but then you don't acknowledge that mistake. Or you don't try and rectify it by saying to the sibling that, or the child that you gave the most money to, saying, okay, she has a point. I think that you should now think about 
saving aside money to re-gift it back to her and transfer those funds back because it's really not fair that we gave you the full amount of money and your sibling is not getting it. At the end of the day, fairness, equality, parenting, all of these are very, very tricky topics. But if you can avoid these issues between your own children that you are causing so that you don't, you know, create stuff or bad blood or feuding that doesn't need to be there. So for me, that also includes buying things for them. Like if you're planning on buying a couch for one kid, make sure that you set aside the same amount of money to give to the other kid to furnish their home or whatever. So if the couch costs 3000 you have to give 3000 to the other kid. If you don't have 3000 then each one gets 1500 if you plan on giving money away. So that's all I had. Food for thought. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>